Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity in Fellowship. Uh, we're glad that you're tuned in and listening to us today. We apologize. We've been out. We've missed a couple weeks. We've, uh, I've had some things going on, just uh, health issues and family stuff and taking care of folks. And so uh, I've been doing that, And uh, but we are ready to uh, get back on uh, things today. While all of that was going on, there was uh, something that, that kind of grabbed everyone's attention. On Monday night football, uh, during a Bills, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals were playing, and um, DeMar Hamlin was hurt, was hit, and actually went into cardiac arrest on the field. They had to actually um, shock him. Um, I mean, it was it was serious, right? It was yes. one of those. Uh, he very well could have died on the field. Now he did recover, and he's you know he's doing well. As uh, I think there's, uh, I think he's do- doing okay now. But one of the things that was interesting about that uh, particular incident is that, man, it really brought everybody together. I mean, yes. fans of opposing teams and everybody's, you know, everybody's supporting people who don't even care at all about the NFL. You know, we're kind of leaning in and paying attention and, and listening to that. And so um, what what's interesting about that is that's, that's somewhat common. It, it's, it happens where tragedies whatever they may be in, in sports or in life or, in, you know, whatever, those the tragedies have this tendency to kind of um, bring people together. Right. So why does it take a tragedy to accomplish? I mean, what's odd about that is that we, we should already be together. Yes. You know, supporting one another, right. caring for one another, you know, those kinds of things. But it seems as if in those tragedies – um, that man, it, everybody really kind of leans into their humanity. I mean, leans into yeah. let's care for one another, let's support one another. So why does that happen, Kenny? I mean, why do why do tragedies seem to accomplish something that should already happen? Right. So it seems like our natural bent since the fall is to kind of focus on our differences, and when we're when we're kind of focused on our differences and even in focusing on our differences, we're still trying to find a community that is like us. Right. But even but that naturally is going to lead to division. Right. Because people who are not like us will not be in our vicinity, will they're, not be in our they're on the outside. Right. They're on the outside. So mm-hmm. that that naturally is going to lead us to division. And that seems to be our our bent as humans to yes. find some sort of difference to um, I mean, create we got, some sort of common ground with a few people yes. versus subdivisions of subdivisions <laughs> yeah. of subdivisions, right? Right. Um, like you see that in a church, especially with the yeah. number of denominations. That's right. and, and some of those mm-hmm. divisions are necessary, but other right. others of those divisions are not. Sure. Um, and so you, <laughs> like you see, you end up with divisions on top of divisions on top right. of divisions. It seems to be our our you know natural bent mm. and but when the tragedy comes it makes us focus on kind of this shared humanity that we right. all have yes it takes away all those divisions for a moment 
mm-hmm. and 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 makes us realize, okay, these are humans. Right. I'm a human. Right. And and we we start to zoom in on that instead yeah. of our differences, and we have this um, unity around that. Right. So like five seconds before. Cincinnati Bengals fan fans who are cheering against the Bills and oh, yeah. hope the Bills lose and probably saying terrible things. Oh right. You know, ten seconds later, I mean they're holding hands together, you know, they're supporting they're supporting each other, they're praying for one another, praying yes. with and for one another. Right. So I mean just to just that switch, you know immediately turns to yes. where mm. Uh, we're no longer focused on, you know, this desire to win this game or this mm-hmm. desire, th- this hatred even sometimes of right. the other team because we want our team to win. Mm-hmm. Now we're focused on the fact that there's a human being <laughs> fighting for his life. There are things more important than sports. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And so the, the the differences go away. The the mm. unity starts to rise up around the fact that mm. um, we are all human. Right. And we, we don't want to see another human in that situation. Right. What else would you say, brother? What's another reason why um, this tra- the tragedy accomplishes this unity? Well, I mean, it, you know, I mean, ultimately it just, um, it just reminds me of, or reminds us, reminds people of the brokenness, the frailty of life. Yes. And so we all kind of realize I mean that. I mean that was the thing on the on the on the deal with the Monday Night Football deal. Is like everything's kind of going along normal, and then all of a sudden we're all watching this guy on the field possibly die. Yes. I mean, like he really could have died. Yeah. And so it's it's almost like we forget that. Yes. We <laughs> we, we just live our lives right. and kind of do whatever, and we forget that just in a moment, you know, of doing something that he loved, playing football, you know, something he's done. For hours and hours and hours of his, I mean, yes. you know, hours of his life, and yet just in one moment, uh, his his life could be taken. And so, I, I think that I think when that happens, it it just makes us empathetic towards others who are suffering, and uh, even our you know enemies who are suffering, right? Or are, are the, yes. you know, we're I'm not a I'm not a Bills fan, but man, I really you know feel for Demar Hamlin, you know. And so, um, it 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 just kind of creates this empathy. Um, and creates this kind of what whatever it was that seemed so important that we would divide over, we we kind of see it for what it is. Right. It, it's like okay, maybe that's not that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a player on the other team that I that I don't like and I don't support, but that don't mean I hate the dude, right? Like he's a he's a human. I I support him, you know. And so yeah, I, I think I think it just kind of it kind of dissolves uh, some of that division. Because we realize we're all we're all human, we're all frail, we all could die. You know, we yeah. all could in one moment something tragic could happen to us. And that, so, that's what it is. It's yeah. this idea that I can I can be in a similar situation myself, and mm-hmm. if I was in this situation, I would want people yeah praying for me. I would right. want people coming to support me, mm-hmm. and so we're able to to empathize because. It's something that we can relate to in in, in a sense, right? And even though we can't all be football players, professional football players, right. we can all speak be for in yourself. Our, can you <laughs> speak for yourself? I know William, you're know, you right, right on, on the, the cusp, right on the edge, right there, man. Yes. Just waiting on that phone call. <laughs> but most of, most of us are not going to be professional football players, but we can still see in in certain aspects of it that 
I can be doing what I love. Right. And my life can be taken away from me. Right. Whether it's through um, some freak accident, which seemed to be the case on, on Monday Night Football, or right. when you think about other tragedies like school shootings. Mm. Mm. My kid can be at school yeah. and somebody can come with a gun. And, and so you, you start to, to be able to put yourself in the shoes of the people who are suffering. Mm. And it, it naturally makes you empathize and, and realize that this life is is a vapor, yeah. as the Bible would say. Right. And, and we can relate to that, to mm. the to the pain that other people are feeling. Yeah. So. So this works. I mean, it brings us together. Tragedy yes. brings us together for a moment. Yes. You know, or a week or two weeks or, how, you know, however long. But it, it, it doesn't seem to work uh, for long term, right? No. So So why does tragedy not accomplish diversity and fellowship? I mean, the people who are from all these different walks, you know, will come together, but it never seems to accomplish it for long term. Right. So why doesn't it last? Because... Again, we're we're sinners. We right. yeah. we all are. We all have a sin nature. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I can speak for everybody no, on this one. Speak right. for us all on that speak one. Speak for us all. We're we're all sinners. Right. And so, the, after the tragedy subsides, after days pass mm. or weeks pass, then our sin nature just takes back over. Right. And then the, 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 the empathy that we had for the person or the people is going to lose the battle to our natural selfishness mm-hmm. and our, our natural desire to be comforted or comf- comfortable. Right. And just the memory of the tragedy fades away. We, we see this with seem like every tragedy that happens mm-hmm. over time after the news cycle kind of goes for a while mm-hmm. we we just kind of stop talking about it mm-hmm. and we just go back to our normal patterns of life and right. our normal patterns of life is we're going to focus on our differences and our divisions and our tribes and and not yeah. necessarily yeah. focus on our shared unities right yeah yeah i think i would add there i mean like you know, part of the point of a trauma or a tragedy is to move on. Yes. Nobody I mean, wants like, to like stay. Like you can't, we would never encourage somebody, you, you need to let that tragedy define you or you need to let. Right. I mean, we're always saying, I mean, even um, secular culture is saying, no, no, you don't want to let that define you. But if, if the tragedy is the reason for the relationship, if the tragedy is the trauma is the reason for the unity, and yet we're always trying to get away from. Yes. Or we should be trying to get away from that. Then the idea that the unity is going to last beyond that. You know, it, it's just the whole idea that like relationships that are based upon rooted in traumatic events don't always don't always last. Right. No. And people are trying to get away from those or um, move past, move on from those. And so a lot of times that that means that the relationships that fizzle. Right. They end up kind yeah. of dying. They, they go away. Um, so. That all makes sense, right? But, yeah. But what is the? How do we handle this as Christians? And so we should start with what I mean. What does the What does the Bible say about all this? So you you think about in in the Bible where the Lord tells us to to do something, tells us to obey Him or to follow Him, and but again because 
people in the Bible, just like us, are sinners. Mm-hmm. They they rebel against that. They rebel against what God tells them to do. Right. And it generally takes some sort of tragedy, some sort of suffering for them to come back to yes. what God um, told them to do. Mm-hmm. And so the, the example of the Israelites in the Old Testament is mm-hmm. we're going to rebel against what God tells, tells us to do. And then God is going to send some sort of judgment. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to come together to yes. to mm-hmm. obey him so that we can get out of this renew the covenant. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going to renew the covenant. We're going to have this big worship celebration yes. and all these other things. And then we're going to kind of fall back into our pattern of rebellion. Right. Um, the entire book of Judges. It is. Yeah. It is, is that, that book. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's Israel saying, Lord, we're not going to do what you told us to do. We're going to live in rebellion against you. God said, OK, well, I'm going to send these people against you. Right. And then they would cry out collectively to God. Brings them together. Bring them together. Mm-hmm. And a judge would rise up. God would raise up a judge and the judge would lead the people to defeat the enemies and they're together. They're united around that. But then immediately they go back to, yeah. Once they have the victory, right. Once the tragedy is over. Yeah. That's, that's the entire book of judges. Right. And so the, I mean the exile, um, Mm -hmm. when God sends the Judah into exile into Babylon and Northern kingdom into the Assyrians, it's the same thing. We're rebelling. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. But the the exile leads to a a collective unity and right. collective obedience um, to God, and then obedience was never long term, even in those situations. Right. And so God had to promise a new heart and a right. new mind in in Ezekiel thirty six, which comes through Jesus, right? Um, to 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 tell the people, hey. You can't do this on your own. This mm-hmm. is this is not actually the way. <laughs> right. This is not supposed to be the way you are to obey me because you can't do it. Like the, the tragedy is not going to bring about long term obedience. You need a new heart and a new mind. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, Ezekiel there, you know, using that that language of the, you know, the new heart, which we would say is under the, you know, the new covenant, pointing us to the new covenant that like that really that really helps us understand, I think, why all other unity seems to kind of dissolve and dissipate. Yes. Because the problem is not out there. Right. The problem is inside. Yes. And so, because that normally what ends up getting, you know, we get angry at other people because of what they're doing to me and what, what we're, we're dealing with everybody else's problems, you yeah. know, and, and we're not really dealing with our own struggles. I mean, even those subdivisions of subdivisions of subdivisions is, hey, we don't like them and we don't like what they're doing. And so we're going to come together on this and we're not, <laughs> we're going to ignore probably our problems, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And so I, I do think, and maybe that's not great to, as far as talking about the denominations again, but, but there is these, these just kind of, our heart is, is wickedly, wicked um, and deceitful and wants to divide. Right. You know, wants to kind of pull apart. And, um, and so man, the language there of, of us needing a new heart really helps us understand why our culture does that. Yes. Uh, because without a new heart, without faith in Jesus, all unity will be superficial. Right. Or at least temporary. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it, again, it points us to our need for 
the gospel. What, there, what yeah. else would you say? Yeah, there is a, a way in which the kind of the tragedy and the suffering is kind of necessary for mm-hmm. our sanctification yep. to become more like Christ. It's not necessarily the the becomes the focus of our unity, but it's it's kind of this ingredient that makes us more like Christ, which actually leads us to that diversity and mm. fellowship. Right. Our unity becomes not about the suffering, but about Christ. Right. And, and so we have in the Bible where it talks about in James that like when we're suffering, count it all joy, right? right? To count mm-hmm. it all joy because the suffering is producing Christ-likeness and right. producing perseverance and perseverance, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it leads to maturity in a sense, right. maturity in our faith. And so in that sense, it Christ-likeness is, is the thing that is happening. Mm. It's not that you're, 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 you're forming around this tragic unity, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's the formation around Christ. And, yeah. and Peter kind of does the same thing in First Peter four, and, and Paul in Romans five talks about how the the suffering, the tragedy, mm. leads to Christ likeness, and right. then the Christ likeness. As we become more like Christ, we will want to do what Jesus wants us to do, which is to be diverse in our fellowship. Right. Which yeah. So I mean the. The unity is not around the trauma. The the unity is around uh, Jesus, who is the one who is using the trauma, using the difficulties, using the stuff to right. make us more like Him. Yes. So so then, even when the trauma is over, which, yes, because Christianity would say we well, you don't want to be defined by your trauma. No. You want to be defined. But but what you want to see, what you want to learn is is hey, our suffering has a purpose. Yes. Uh, all suffering uh, for for the Christian is helping them become more and more like Christ. Uh, when we're when we're through the suffering, when we're not suffering, we're still becoming more like Christ. The Lord's using other ways to do that. Yes, and so um, so yeah, there, there's a there's a sense in which those uh, what we pointed out the reason why um, the unity that results from trauma doesn't last in in Christ it actually can. Yes, right. Um, it can it can persevere because it's not just based on the trauma; it's based on what the trauma produces. Right. You know, which is Christ likeness. So. Um, what else? What else would you add there as far as what the Bible has to say? Yeah, I would say that when, when we are suffering, when we are going through those tragedies for our sanctification, what we're really doing is we're following Jesus' example of right. suffering. It's the take up your cross and follow me. Right. And so what Christ's suffering did, in a sense, like one, one of the... Um, consequences, one of the benefits of Christ's suffering was to bring about this eternal diversity and fellowship, this eternal unity. We're in, hmm. going through the book of Revelation on Sunday and in Revelation 5, which Brother Lucas preached, right. and it, it talks about by his blood, he bought hmm. people from every tribe and tongue and nation. So they're coming together around this identity that's in Christ, not hmm. around you know the the suffering, the tragedies, that they, but they're still coming around this identity in Christ. And in Ephesians 2, it talks about how the wall of hostility is torn down right. by Jesus's blood. Like he, mm-hmm. he, in his flesh, he broke down the wall of hostility. Right. So this tragedy that Jesus suffers is actually the, uh, the factor that brings us to this eternal diversity and fellowship. So the right. unity is in him. And mm. what he has done, and not necessarily in something that 
um, that we are going through. It's what he has done that brings us together. That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. So what can the church learn from this, brother? Like what what questions would should it, should we ask ask the church when these tragedies happen and and we see this kind of temporary unity? Right. What can we kind of learn from that? Well, I think you know some of it goes to identity, what we were yes. just talking about, right? So shouldn't our shared identity in Christ, you know, which yes. draws us together as Christians, shouldn't that trump even our shared identity as humans Amen. or whatever else, you know, right. whatever else we would put in there. Uh, and we have to ask the question, and this is where it starts getting hard, is, okay, we okay, we say yes. <laughs> yes. It should do that. It should. So why doesn't it? Right. You know, why is the church so divided? You know, yes. why is the church divided along racial lines and, and all kinds of other lines? You know, like why, why, why doesn't it do that? And then, you know, so how can we... Once we realize that and kind of start trying to answer some of those questions, and I think, you know, the obvious answer is back to where we were before. It's it's sin, and we want to divide, and uh, it's easy to divide, and our flesh wants to divide, and all, the, all those different things. So then we have to kind of come back and say, okay, well, how do we, how do we sharpen our focus on Jesus? How do, we, how do we look more to Him, look more to our identity in Him, so that we can actually accomplish diversity and fellowship? Yes, um, you know, on a large on a larger scale, in our local churches and our local fellowships, and um, you know, and, and like we've talked about before, I mean, you have to be intentional with those types of things. Um, but but a lot of it is for all of us is really leaning into our identity in Jesus, you know. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're, you're you know, Kenny's not a black guy, or right? That William's not a white guy, or whatever, right? I mean, it's yes. not that you have to like. It's it's just that. Uh, Kenny's blackness and William's whiteness shouldn't keep them apart. Amen. Right? They should be able to come together and celebrate it together and celebrate yes. their differences and their different backgrounds. And Kenny listened to weird Tupac music <laughs> back in the day while I was listening to 90s grunge. Right? We should be able right. to celebrate. We should be yes. able to or laugh about some yes. of those differences. But, but I mean, there, there should be um, our, our unity in Christ should be greater than the differences that we bring to the table. Right. So much so that we can actually celebrate one another's differences. Yes. And maybe a better value. Amen. Because that's, I mean, sometimes we don't value those differences. Um, and and I, I think that's um, because, because those differences aren't going to divide us. Right. We're already brought together in Christ. Yeah. Those differences are just going to beautify the church, right? And just see other, other ways to... Uh, how God has created us all and created us different, and so, uh, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's one some of the questions is how do, how do we how do we work on that? You know, how do we not let these differences divide us, and how do we and maybe a better way how do we let our shared identity in Christ really unify us? Yeah, and just kind of work through that. So, what else would you? What other questions would you want to yeah, ask? Yeah, another way to put that in, yeah. in the question is why why doesn't the tragedy of the crucifixion move us the way that? A present tragedy does, mm, and yeah. and and you know part of the reason is is that the crucifixion happened almost two thousand years ago, and so again as we move past right. what the seemingly tragedy we we kind of it kind of fades into the background, but that shouldn't be the case for the Christian, right? Like we think about we we do the Lord's Supper every week, yeah, and and that should bring to our memory what Christ had to go through to right. take away our sin. Yeah. Right. Mm. And and that that tragedy uh, of my sin being paid for by the Son of God on the cross, it should 
it should bring us together mm. more. <laughs> like, right. like this is what Jesus had to go through right. so that I could be a child of God so I can be within the family of God. And mm. he did that not only for me, but he did that for my brother. Mm. He did that for my sister. He did that right. for, he did that for all the people who are here within my church body and all the people who are, who are believers around the mm. world. So why doesn't that, tragedy yeah. that reminder of that tragedy mm. and we come together on sundays and but well, we, we remember the resurrection as well but mm. i mean why doesn't that move us in that way right it's I, I think it's because we we get kind of far from um our, even our moment of salvation right mm. <laughs> we get far from it right. and we kind of forget we kind of lose the seriousness of our sin mm. and and yeah it doesn't ring with us the way that it once did. And I, I think when we do that, Kenny, I mean, I, I think maybe, I mean, one of one of the real reasons for division is pride, yes. right? I mean, we want we want our way. We want people who look like us. What is that? Well, that's, that's pride. That's pride, right? I'm pride, prideful about But man, if you stick close to the cross, yes. it kills all that. It does. I mean, it should, right? Yes. If you If you truly... Remember that Jesus had to die and and take the wrath of God that was due me, right? Right. Then what am I going to go around boasting about how great of a guy I am, yeah. or or trying to trying to you know make um, yourself feel like you're superior than another group yeah, because of the color of your skin? Oh, you guys are outsiders. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it, it does kill it. Yes, and so I mean, yeah, I think that's a good. I mean, we we really have to lean into that. Um, yes. Lean into the to the cross and what Jesus was doing and what Jesus was accomplishing, um, really, so that we can remain humble. Yes. Because uh, we're all fighting against it. I mean, none of us are above. I don't think. I mean, I don't think any of us are above um, wanting to divide, wanting to subdivide, wanting to you know all those different things. And um, but man, when we when we just realize I was a dirty sinner, sinning my way to hell. And even when I was a sinner, Christ died for me, you know, yes. Romans five. And so e- even in that, you know, if I can, if I can hold on to that, then I can, and like you said earlier, that, that is the path for dying to yourself, Yes, which is what, what we need to do in these situations. So, Amen. Good stuff. Any other questions for the church that you would tack on there? No, nope, no, no other questions okay. I would add, but we do have a crazy question. Oh, yes, the crazy yes, question. Crazy for question today. for today. We're, we're talking about tragedies yes. and how they bring about unity. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to ask the question, what fictional tragedy, movie, TV show, yes. do you think brought people together the most or impacted you the most? Right. So I think I would say... Um, I think I would, you know, in the in I, I kind of got into the Marvel movies, you yes. know, going going to see the Marvel movies. I I was also trying to raise kids, still raise a kid, so <laughs> didn't probably see all of them in the theater, but but I, I did get to go see the Infinity War. Yes, Avengers. I think I either saw yeah. it in a the theater or, or anyway, but I, I knew there was a lot of buzz about it, and 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 even some negative buzz about it, you yes. know. And so I kind of went into it. I was I was curious, you know, and. So you've got the bad guy Thanos. He's if you if you haven't seen the movies, you're too late. I yeah, mean, I'm, it's, I'm it's not even spoilers. I'm going to spoil point. it. You're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? So, uh, so Thanos essentially wins. Yes. At the end of the movie, he gets all the rings. He collects them all. He snaps his finger, 
and every, and people start dying. Yes. The superheroes. Yes. Kenny, they killed off the Black they Panther. They killed off Black Panther. Crazy. I remember I that. I mean, I was sitting there. I was like, surely the Black Panther's going to make it. <laughs> right. Right? Because they're not going to kill off Cannot the kill. one black character. No, right? You can't, you can't do that, man. You can't kill off that guy. Right. So anyway, the Black Panther died. I mean, all these people died. And I just remember, like, there was this just kind of collective... <laughs> Like coming together, like how could this happen? What are they doing? How could Thanos win? <laughs> right. You know. Now, granted, like most things, we knew the tragedy would only last as long until the next movie came out. Cause, yes. And then it did. The next movie came out, and I won't spoil that one for you. But there was right. a lot of good things happened in that one. So, but I do think there was this kind of. It was just this kind of weird collective coming together over. Yeah. Thanos has won. What a terrible tragedy. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, remember just walking out of that and everybody's like, what? Right. <laughs> I mean, you just. Oh, you just like, allowed, no, you like, allowed good, this to happen? Good feelings coming out right. of that. You're like, half the world died. Right. That's terrible. Half the universe. Half the universe. That's right. The universe. All the universes. Like, wow. just take it out. Crazy. <laughs> yes. yes. I remember that. So, so, so my, you? mine yes, would be uh, uh, farther back. Okay. And probably lesser known. Okay. There used to be this uh, black TV show, Good Times. Good Times. The Evans family. Yes. And in the hood in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they were always trying to get ahead. They had a father on the show called James Evans. Yep. Y'all, you can probably remember JJ. JJ yes. Evans. Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, the, right, JJ, <laughs> right. yes. But the right. dad was James Evans. And mm-hmm. so the, the story arc in the show was James was going to move to Mississippi, get a job so that they can move and, and get a better life. Right. But then one episode, they, they called and was like, James had died in an accident. Right. Man, that was messed up. It just messed me up. Like, <laughs> what are you like? Eight, nine. Nah, see, I'm watching reruns. Okay. Good times was that old because that's I was. Right. It was going. Right. Right. I didn't even out. know I was watching reruns. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> like they didn't have the God that showed you the year stuff was made right. when I was a yes. kid. Yes, yes. So I didn't know I was watching reruns. But I'm telling you, when James died, it was over for me. You're done I mean, with the I show. I was done with the show. You were not prepared like, for that. I was not prepared for it at all. Right. And the show yeah. and the actor was just great. Just just right. a great actor. And then the show was not as good they to took me him after out. that. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> that was a tragedy. The, that, it's that a problem in the black community, work. man. Just yeah. uh talk to somebody about James Evans dying James of good, dying times, good times. And they will mm. they will feel that. <laughs> Yes. Oh wow. Well, good stuff. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was uh, helpful to you as you think about uh, the tragedies and the things that are going on around us, and uh, just leaning in and, and finding our identity in Christ. And so, uh, thanks for tuning in this week, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.